to be in church this morning? Thank you, Lord. Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to Isaiah, the first chapter. Let's continue on what we've been on for a few weeks now. And also, uh, if you would find it, we'll go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. When you're ready, it'll be Isaiah 1 and Ephesians 6. Isaiah 1, verse 2. It says, Hear, O heavens, give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have brought, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows his owner, the ass his master's crib, but Israel does not know, my people does not consider or understand, other script translations say. God's creation has repeatedly rebelled against him. We see it with the angels. We see it with the whole of mankind. In the beginning, uh, centuries of the earth with the exception of Noah and his family. We see it to this very day. How much of the earth is worshiping God and honoring him and how much of it is going its own way. Much of it acting like he doesn't even exist. But he does. And the nature of the devil is defiance. As far as we know, there's never been a more defiant, rebellious being. And the Bible said in Ephesians that the spirit of disobedience is throughout the earth. That's because Satan is called the God of this world. You can see it, can't you? Attitude everywhere. Right? You can't tell me. You can't make me. I won't know defiance. The the spirit of this, the spirit of disobedience, which is the nature of the devil, it permeates the earth. It's everywhere. And that's why you and I need to make up our mind and be strong in our spirit that we are not going to be conformed to this ungodly world. We're not going to act like God's enemy. We're not going to be defiant and stubborn and rebellious. Jesus said, come learn about me. What did he say? I'm meek and lowly of heart. You'll find rest, he said, to your souls. The way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the hard-headed is hard. Huh? The way of the stubborn is difficult. Remember what Jesus said when he met Saul on the road to Damascus? He said, uh, uh, why are you kicking against the pricks? It's hard for you. Uh, A prick is is a pointed stick that they used to goad an ox. And a compliant cow will respond to the stick and move. 
a rebellious cow will just stand there and get poked. <laughs> and kick. <coughs> well, you don't want to be a rebellious cow. <laughs> or a hard-headed donkey. <laughs> now you're laughing, but didn't he say the ox knows his owner? And his, the, the ass is master's crib. But my people, they don't, they don't get it. They haven't gotten it. Submission, obedience, humility has not been respected. It has not been desired. It's been viewed as weak and undesirable. Well, I'm submit. Man, that's a word we did away with, isn't it? Obey? No, we've taken that out of stuff. No, no. But God hasn't changed. And with Him, you need to obey. Don't soft pedal it. Obey. With Him, you need to submit. Now, when I say these words, what does your flesh do? Submit, obey. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's because your flesh wasn't born again. Hmm? You still got this nature to contend with. And it's because your mind hasn't been completely renewed with the Word of God. But wise people submit. Wise people Want to be like Jesus. Was Jesus completely submissive. And completely obedient. To the father. Every day. Every morning. Noon and night. He said I didn't come to do my own will. Didn't he say it? He said I, I always do. Those things that please him. And in the, the most challenging time. Of his life here on earth. Uh, when, when he was. Blood was coming out of his pores. What did he say? Not. Not my will, but your will be done. Is it always easy to submit? No, it is not. Oh, but does it pay rich dividends? Does it bring rich rewards? If you will, put your flesh under, right? Get a hold of yourself. It's saying, now you need to shut up and listen. You need to just be quiet and do what you're told. Oh boy, what a revelation. (laughs) Be quiet. And do what I'm told. Yes. 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 When it comes to God. When it comes to his word. When it comes to his spirit. And when it comes to people. That he's put over you. Why? We'll skip down to verse 19. And we see something that should motivate all of us. Both positively and negatively. Just a few verses later from where he was talking about, my children have rebelled against me. He said, if you be willing and obedient, what will happen? You shall eat the good of the land. Other translations say you'll eat the best from the land. Other one says you'll get the good things from this land. Another one said, I'll make you rich. You believe this or not? Well, what if you're not eating the good of the land? Would this be a place to check up? Am I willing? Have I been obedient? The good things of the land, who's that for? 
the most expensive steaks and seafood. Who's that for? Only unbelievers. Only crooks. Huh? Only the mafia. Everybody knows the best Italian food is only for the mafia, right? (laughs) The expensive houses. Who's that for? Who's that? Huh? The, The most expensive cars. Who's that for? <laughs> well, let me just give you a heads up. I'm, I'm, we, Phyllis and I are going to get us a really expensive car. We're believing for one. I've sown, so I've put my best seed in the ground. I've, I've sown cars. Uh, I've sown, my Phyllis has sown cars. We've sown cars, nice ones. What happens when you sow a nice seed? You, you don't reap the same thing. You reap. So don't get shocked when I tell you about it. No, come on, come on. Don't get shocked. It's been on our vision list for 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 years now. Amen. It's coming. You know, it's not what you have; it's how you got it. It's how you got it. Amen. The good, uh, if we're willing and obedient. Should we be able to get some of these things? Now you don't just get it anyhow. You don't just add it to yourself. You want want it to come the right way. And when the Lord adds it to you. It's a blessing. It enriches your life. And there's no sorrow with it. You get it the wrong way. It's an anchor around your neck. It's a burden. It's not a good testimony. It's not a good blessing. So there's a right way to get it and a wrong way to get it. But I just wanted you to not be shocked when it comes in. (laughs) How I many you got some nice things on your vision list? Do you come on? Come on, you got some nice things? That's not enough response. That's that's a little weak. Come on, you lift up your your vision. Think big. Ask big. So big. Believe big. Do you have a big God? Is he a big God? Well, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the best from the land. Verse twenty says too. It's just as true. If you refuse and rebel. You'll be devoured by the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. There's actually a play on the words here. If you look at this in other translations, it basically says consume. If you're willing and obedient, you'll consume the good of the land. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be consumed or devoured. Like it says. Has anybody ever heard that word before? Devoured. Is there a devourer? Yes. What did the scripture say? Uh, <coughs> about resisting the enemy? Right. Let's go look at it. 1 Peter 5. <coughs> Y'all okay? 1 Peter 5 and 7. It says, casting all you care on him for he cares for you. Keep going. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. The enemy tries to tell you and me, all of us at some time, 
that you're going through things that nobody else has gone through and that other people don't understand. That's a big lie. According to the scripture, the same afflictions are being accomplished in our brethren that are in the world. There's nothing new. And in fact, people have been in a lot worse places than you've been in. Hmm? Just don't believe it. What do you do? You resist the enemy steadfastly in the faith. Now, did you notice in that previous verse, verse 8, he, our adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. The scripture said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll consume the good of the land. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be consumed or devoured. There's some the enemy may devour. There's some he may not. What determines who he can devour? What determines it? If you back up in this passage, that's verse 8. Well, verse 5 and 6 was talking about submission and humility. What's that got to do with not being devoured or resisting the enemy? Everything. Everything. You see, the enemy, people call him stupid, have all kind of names for him, but compared to human beings, he's not stupid. He's been around, we don't know how long, and he's seen it all. Now, you know, there could be an argument made that anybody who tries to rebel and overthrow God is not smart. There's certainly an argument can be made there. But you're not going, you and I are not going to come out well if we underestimate the enemy's ability to deceive. He is, if you get in the mental arena with him and you just try to reason with him, he will tie you up. He will, he will, if you listen to it, he will deceive you and trick you. He is a master at that. But if you'll hold him in the faith arena, And cast down every imagination and thought and feeling that contradicts God's word. He can't do anything with you. Because you you won't yield to it. Now, what he knows. We we read this in Timothy a week or two ago. That uh, somebody put in a, uh, does not need to be put in a leadership position if they're a novice. Lest they be lifted and puffed up with pride and fall into the same condemnation or judgment of the devil. Did you hear that phrase? The same judgment. What would cause them to fall into the same judgment? Pride. Well, pride is inseparable from rebellion and defiance. And uh, what the enemy knows is if he can get you to do what he did... He can get you judged. If he can get you to be rebellious and defiant like he was and won't repent, you will wind up in the same kind of judgment he winds up in. And you can be devoured. You can be consumed. It is dangerous to be defiant and stubborn. It gives the enemy access to devour you. It gives the enemy, the destroyer, access. But if you'll humble yourself and be submissive and be obedient, it's safe. There's protection. Come on, can you see this? There's protection. God can keep somebody who's submitting to him, 
who's humbling themselves and believing him and obeying him, he has a right. He has access to keep them. But that's why the Bible said, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Why does that start with submit yourself to God? Because if you're rebelling against God, you're not going to be successful resisting the enemy. He knows he doesn't have to leave you because you're yielding to him. Can you see this? So the prerequisite for being successful in resisting the enemy is you must submit yourself to God. Say it out loud. Thank you, Lord. I am not ignorant of Satan's devices. I refuse to be stubborn. I refuse to be disobedient and rebellious. I choose to be willing and obedient and I shall eat the good of the land. I live in the good I'll wear the good. I'll give the good. Drive the good. Fish out of the good. Hunt with the good. Huh? We ought to have the best tractors in Missouri and Arkansas. That was a word for somebody and you you weren't loud enough about it. We, we should have the best tractors. The best tractors, the best backhoes, the best bulldozers. Hmm? In the state. And the best bass boats. Well, I just don't know about all that. Well, you won't be bothered with it. But for the person that believe it, it'll come on you. I said it'll come on you. Nobody said you had to keep it all. Sow it. Be a blessing. Right? Okay. We keep talking about it. More folks are going to get it. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Ephesians 6 and 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Then he goes on to say. Honor your father and mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. Now he mentions two things. Obeying parents and honoring father and mother. They go together but they're not the same. Who should obey their parents? Children. Now if you're uh, 30 years old. You're no longer a child. That's right. Hmm? You should honor your father and mother, but that doesn't mean you should obey everything that they might say. That's right. That's right. That's right. Who should obey their parents? Children. Children should obey their parents. But everyone should honor your father and mother, and, and your father and mother doesn't have to meet some kind of criteria that you might have in mind to make them worthy of honoring. All they had to be was your mother and father. That's right. Right? And no matter if they do some stuff they ought not do. You you might not honor everything that they say or do, but you must honor them. And the place that they have, or you don't honor God. Who gave them that place? He could have had you born somewhere else. Some other time. Some other place with some other folks. Hmm? 
Be glad of where God brought you from and, and through. Rejoice in it and honor it. Don't look down on it. Never talk bad about your place or your people. That's a foolish thing. And anybody, you get in your eyes that you think, oh, that'd be a great place to come from. Well, you just don't know them. If you had grown up there, you'd know some stuff. If you had lived there, see, you know about your faults and your people's deficiencies, and you don't know them. They're strangers. Well, it's not fair to compare something you know to something you don't know. Just be glad and rejoice that you got here, and you're still here, and how the Lord got you through. Hmm? Somebody say, thank you, Lord. We need to do it right now. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I thank you for where I came from. I thank you for my people. Thank you for what you've given me. Letting me be alive. Thank you for my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Read this again, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Why? That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Read those words out loud with me. That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Say it again. That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. One of the things that was surprising to me, oh, this has been 15, 20 years ago I first began to see this as clearly as I do now, uh, is that everything, not everything, is set in stone. Uh, Much of the church is deceived. They, they They teach and preach and they say, God is in control. And what they mean by that is nothing happens except it is God's will and somehow his plan and purpose. And that's just not true. I said that's just not true. Now if you believe that, don't don't take issue with me. Put your nose in this book. And quit assuming things that are not true. Numerous scriptures start with an if. If God is completely in control of everything that's happening, there can be no if. It's just God's will is going to happen, period. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible said, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you don't do it, if you do this, something else is going to happen. Well, is that up to God or up to you? Which one you choose? It's just not true that God is controlling everyone's choices and everyone's actions. If God was going to make anybody do anything, he would make them receive Jesus and be born again and be saved. And he's not doing that. And if he's not going to do that, he's certainly not going to do it concerning lesser things. The truth is, we do really have a free will. And what we do determines what follows. Uh, I know the, the Lord, we were praying about some things in ministry. 
and uh, felt like the Lord told us to do some things. And so we started that way. And you could tell the Lord was in it. But some people didn't want it. And got, got in it and started trying to mess it up. And finally, I, I just backed off. And I said, Lord, what about this? And eventually, over the course of a year and a half time, the Lord dealt with me. He said, leave them alone and go over here and do it this way. Now, that bothered me. I thought, now, hold on, Lord. Did, did I miss it here? Because you don't change. Right? So you, you saw I had this conundrum. I thought, and I'm, I must have missed it. Because I thought you said do it here. And do it with these people. And now we're going to say leave them alone and go over here and do it here. Completely different place. Completely different people. I thought, and, and there were several weeks there. I, I, I couldn't. I wasn't ready to act. I, I thought, I'm missing it somewhere. God, Because God doesn't change. God didn't change his mind. He's not fickle. Either I missed it in the beginning or I'm missing it now. Yeah. Y'all know where I'm talking about. Yeah. And eventually, he took me to the scriptures. Thank God for the scriptures. And he showed me Moses. And he showed me when the people made the golden calf. You remember that? Yeah. And, he, and the Lord said, leave me alone. Get out of the way. I'll consume them. And I'll make of you a greater nation. He said, son, I can do things more than one way. Is that true or not? Is he telling them, was it his will to select these people and do this through them? What's he telling Moses? I can do it another way. I can do it through you. I'll start over with you. Not everything is set in stone. God can do things more than one way. He's not going to make people do what he wants them to do. But that doesn't mean his will, his overall plan and will won't get done. It will because somebody will obey him. And if you won't do it, he'll use somebody else. And if I won't do it, he'll use somebody else. But I want to be in the middle of it. I don't want to be. I don't want you getting my reward. I don't mind getting yours. <laughs> now you're laughing, but there's a lot of people the Lord dealt with them to do things, and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They procrastinated and never would do it. So the Lord dealt with somebody else, and they wound up getting their blessing and theirs too. That's happened, and it's happening. <laughs> so better you better obey. I come get your reward. <laughs> Now, if that, if that sounds strange to you, don't take my word for it. Study the scriptures. Amen. See, what, see how these things work. It's not just up to God whether it goes well with us. Right. Read this again. That it may go well. Somebody said that it may go well. That it may be well with you and you live long on the earth. Now, is, is he saying... That if the child learns obedience and submission and honor and respect, it's going to affect how their life turns out. Is it saying that? What if they don't? What if they're disobedient? What if they're defiant and rebellious and stubborn and disrespectful? Will it still go well with them? And they still live long on the earth? No. 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 Why? 
Because if you're rebellious with people, you're also rebellious with God. You can't separate the two. You remember 1 John talked about if any man says, uh, I love God, but he hates his brother, he's a liar. Why? Because if he, if, if he can't love his brother whom he's seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? People like to imagine, oh, I, I respect God. I respect God. But then they show no respect for his people, for his ministers, his ministry, his church, his things. It's just not true. Our respect and submission and obedience for God can be clearly seen by our submission, respect, and obedience to people. If it's not there with people, it's simply not there with God. And if it's not there, is it going to go well with us? Are we going to live long anyway? Because we made some good confessions. Hmm? If we're defiant. If we never do what we're told, if nobody can tell us, right. hmm? and yet we say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, and I sowed my seed. Well, the Lord will do what he can for you, right. but you've capped it. Right. You've limited it. Because right. how can he bless defiance? How can he bless rebellion? Right. How can he bless you jumping out of where he put you? And going to another place and saying, God, I didn't like your plan. I want you to bless my plan. He'll bless you as much as he can. But he can't pull, put his full approval on your plan. These little ones that we prayed over today. Is it very important that their parents show them how to submit? That they see mom and daddy submitting to who they work for, showing respect for civil and government officials, showing respect for their pastors. Come on, are you listening? Is it important that they see that? And then that it is not allowed that you give mama lip. It's not allowed. Everybody should know. You take an attitude with mom and daddy, you wheel around and give them an eye and give them some lip. The music's going to stop. It's going to get quiet. All eyes are going to be on you. And you ain't going anywhere for a while. Privileges are going to get pulled. Come on, are you with me? Why? It's not because you're trying to say, hey, I'm the big wig in this house. As long as you're under my roof, you're going to do what I say. No, quit saying that. Quit talking that talk. That's making it about you. It's ain't about you. It's about if they don't, if they won't show you any respect, first of all, you need to act in a way that garners respect. But if they won't show you any respect, they're not going to show their teacher any respect. They're not going to show their coach any respect. They're not going to show the policeman any respect. Now, there, there's a lot of policemen that have done some wrong things. There's a lot of preachers that have done some wrong things. There's a lot of doctors and lawyers that have done some wrong things. But oh man, the vast majority of our policemen are just the salt of the earth. They are the best you're going to see. And even if somebody was approaching it the wrong way, if you just did what you were told, turn around, put your hands behind your back. If you just did what you were told. Hmm? 
You kept your mouth shut. Right. A lot of folks still be alive. Amen. Is making your political statement more important than still being alive? Come on, are y'all with me? See, one of the, one of the big problems we got is we've got such disrespect for anything that looks like authority. People don't mind. They will get out. They will cuss you. They will give you lip. They, I don't care who you are. If you're an official, if you have authority, it means nothing to them. You, we, we can't control everybody. But in the midst of a dark world, we and our children and our children's children can be beacons of light. They can shock people when they say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And just politely go and do it. Huh? We've gotten some good reports out of the school system around Branson here. That that our children were some of the most polite. Some of the most respectful. Isn't that a good report? Isn't that a good? That's a good. That honors the Lord. That glorifies God. Hmm? Somebody said out loud, Lord, get glory to yourself. In me and in my children. That's why the scripture said a child left to theirself will bring their mother, bring their parents shame. No. And it is, you don't have to abuse them. You don't have to cuss at them and, and hit them and hurt them. We're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about first you show them how to submit. They see mama submitting. They see daddy submitting. Come on, are you listening? You show them how to obey. You show them how to be humble. You show them how to do it. And then you require it at home. You, you, you can't get away with that stuff. You require it. I know uh, uh, my mother's standing right here. Mom, could you stand up and let everybody see you? Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, they, uh, they helped my brother and I to uh, do the right thing. And uh, we <laughs> and we did get spanked uh, a number of times. <laughs> yeah, go get me a switch. You ever heard that one? <laughs> so I don't believe in all that. Then you believe somebody else's book more than you believe this book, right? But uh, I know we had some family. That had kind of let their kids go, and uh, we didn't see them very often, but we all went to Grandma's house one day. And we were sitting there at the table, and they're passing the stuff around. And they went to some of the kids, and one of the kids says, Ew, no, gross, I don't want any. Boy, me and my brother looked at each other, we thought, Oh, man, are they going to get it. You, they, ooh, gross, at the table? And uh, we were even more shocked when nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> but it cost them. It cost them. They've been, these same kids grew up, they've been in trouble with the law, they've been hurt, thing after thing, failed marriages, failed profession. Why? It's not, it didn't go well with them. Hmm? Didn't go well with them. Are there any connections? See, people don't want to make the connection. Well, my child just has a free spirit. We just, we just let them do whatever they, they feel so they can, they can express themselves and, and be their own person. That's exactly what the enemy does. 
He don't care what anybody else wants or needs. It's Him. It's all about Him. And children that grow up like this, and when they go to kindergarten or preschool or they go to school, they're shocked that the whole world does not revolve around them. They're shocked. And when they scream that it's not okay, and it just it's going to make them hard. Can you see it's going to make it hard on these children? It's going to make it hard on them. And, and what's sad is that God in His mercy... With believers and praying parents and grandparents, even if somebody's rebellious and, not, and acting up, he will still oftentimes be able to get them in the job they should be in, get them in the profession, get them in the marriage that they should be in. But millions of times, people have ruined it. He got them there, but because of their attitude and rebellion, they got mad about something, they threw their stuff down, they quit. They, they alienated themselves from that spouse that God joined themselves to. They messed it up. And what's happening? They got devoured. They got devoured. They got devoured in their finances, in their family. Whose fault was it? Why could the enemy do it? Come on, can you see this, friends? No. It's not going to go well with you anyway. Just because you pray. Just because you make a confession. Come on, are you with me? The rest of the Bible's true too. Is it true if you're willing and obedient? You'll eat the good of the land. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be consumed. If you grow up and learn respect. Hmm? How many think it's a beautiful thing? To see a little one. Look up and you know it's not something they want to do. They don't want to do it, but they look up and go, okay, mommy. This is this is this is beautiful, right? I'll do yo, you know. And if they turn around and yell and slam, okay, I'll do it. And they run slam the door. You're not done. I said you're you're not done. Not even close to being done. It's about the heart. It's not just about doing it. It's about the heart. If there's no humility, if there's no submission, if there's no repentance. If they won't do it with you, they won't do it with God either. Come on, can you see this? And if they won't do it with God, that's why it's so important. It's easy, it's easiest to learn when you're two. It's much harder to learn when you're 52. And you've been this way all your life. It's much easier to learn when you're two. And if you'll get it, it'll go well with you. Somebody said it'll go well with you. It'll go well. What does it mean for it to be going well with you? Just what we prayed over these little ones. The favor of God is on you. Has prepared the way before you. You show up and people, they don't even know you. Just like you. Want to do stuff for you. Help you. But did you know again, God can get you there. Things be falling into place for you. And you have a bad day. Cuss people out defy, won't do what you're told, you can mess up what God did for you. You can mess it up. No. Somebody say, I'm not going to do that. Or if you have done it in the past, I'm not going to continue to do it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Say it out loud by faith. By faith. Say, I I will be willing. I will be obedient. (coughs) It'll go well with me. I'll show respect. respect. And my days will be prolonged. prolonged. 
Look with me, I think, in closing. Have you got a couple of more minutes? Now, see, I took some, we took some extra time with the children. You're not going to dock me for that, are you? Matthew 8 and 5. Mom, I appreciate you not just letting us go. Thank you. They made, the, the, correct me if I tell this right, they made both grandparents mad when I was a little boy because they wouldn't put up all the stuff on the tables. Is that right? You left your whatnots on the table and made me as a little boy. If you want to mess with them, wouldn't let me do it. Made me, you know, they thought that they were too strict. <laughs> didn't hurt us at all. <laughs> I said, didn't hurt us at all. How many think a lot of folks are too loose? They just let everything go. You're, going to make, you're making it hard on your child. It's going to be hard on them. Do you want it to be easy for them? Or hard on them? Then you've got to, be, you've got to love them enough to put up with them not liking you for a few minutes. Hmm? Yes. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to abuse them. You just have to be strong. And no means no. And you don't say it a hundred times. <laughs> you say, now look, you do this, this is going to happen. Then if they do it, you give them the eye. <laughs> and if they won't listen, you got to follow through. So don't say you're going to do something and you don't do it. Don't say something you shouldn't have said to start with. But when you do say something you should have said, do not put it off, put it off. And so they know there's no need to pay any real attention until you're screaming and you've said it for 50 times. That's, right. That's not being a good parent. Is God that way? No. When he says it, you better believe it. Is that right? He means it. In Matthew 8 and 5. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, what did he say? I will come and heal him. Did he ever say, I won't? Did he ever say, I won't? Did he ever say, God may be working something out in his life? No, no. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Hallelujah. When Jesus heard it, excuse me, I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes into another come, and he comes into my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Now this word, I, a man under authority, having soldiers under me, that is the literal devin, definition of submission. Submission is joined, you know, words have a lot of meanings depending on how they were used and when and where. But it has to do with ranking or arranging under. Just like in the military, you acknowledge who's over you. And then you can understand who might be under you about rank. 
And he's a man under authority. What does that mean? I got people over me. And then I got soldiers under me. Why is he saying this? He's explaining why he's so confident. Have you read this story? Is something about to go well for him? Huh? Is something about to go very, very good for him? Why is this in here? He said, get back to verse 8. He said, just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. See, in our society, words don't mean anything. People say something a hundred times, it means nothing. People say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. But God's not that way. And if you practice that, then without meaning to, you'll take his word that way. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, and you, you don't respect it. But when you get your mind renewed and get changed from conformity with this loose, disrespectful, disobedient world, then you learn... You come before the Lord and say, permission to be healed, sir. <laughs> he said, you are healed. Thank you, sir. Amen. That's it. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, but I prayed, and I know all in Scripture say that, but I still feel, and see, no respect. Come on, can you see that? No respect. No respect. No submission. No obedience. Anybody know how you get a miracle? Well, one of, the, one of the easiest things you could ever understand is what Jesus' mother told him at the wedding feast of Canaan. Whatever he says to you, do it. But when your flesh hears, do it, what's your flesh's automatic response? Huh. Tell me to do it. You asking or telling? Do it. Do it. Look, bub, this ain't the 40s. I'm American. <clears throat> you ought to first be Christian. Hmm? He said, Lord, if you just speak the word only, my servant will be healed. And the reason I know this is because I have people that are over me that I'm under, and I got people that are under me that I'm over. And when I tell them, I say to my uh, my soldier, "Go." What happens? What happens? These these are the Romans, and the Romans didn't play. You didn't become a centurion by being loose and lax. And so when he tells his soldier, "Go," they don't say, "Why." How come? Tell Joe to go. I don't feel like going today. None of that. None of that. How many think in the kingdom of God it's important enough that we should even be willing to endure hardness as good soldiers like the scripture says. And when the Lord calls our name it ought to be attention. Is that right? Ready to go? What's he saying? Let's go. Don't have to know how. Don't have to know why. Just follow orders. That's how you get miracles. That's how you get miracles. Keep going. Jesus heard it. He marveled. This impressed Jesus 
tremendously. How many would like to do something that impressed Jesus tremendously? He marveled. Now, Jesus didn't marvel about just anything that happened. He marveled. We might say today he looked up and he said, my, my, my. Would you look at that? Verily I say to you, and he's talking to them that followed him. That's including his own staff, the disciples, and them following. He said, verily I say to you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. They weren't talking about faith. Were they? They were. But not by subject. What were they talking about? Submission and obedience. Is that right? Submission, acknowledging who's over you. And following orders. Is this in the Bible? And this translates into what? Not just faith. Great faith. I'm not still camping on this. Because I want to bug you. About submission and obedience. When brother Moore going to get off of that? Well, I guess it depends on how quick we all get excited about it. <laughs> and uh, hmm? who wants to, you know, if you had a, uh, uh, so, hey, we're going to have a seminar on, on prospering and, uh, and having, you know, getting caught up in the glory. Oh, yeah, let's go. We're going to have a, uh, have a seminar on submitting. <laughs> uh, not being stubborn. And being obedient. Yay, be obedient. Yay. <clears throat> but if we had any sense and any Bible sense, we would know willing and obedient equals nice house, healed babies, no accidents. Come on, are you listening to me? Not having to go get my kids out of jail when they're 16. Come on, come on is that worth shouting about? You can't just live loose and disrespectful and disobedient and prideful and rebellious like the world and slap a band-aid confession on it once in a while and everything be okay. All these are matters of the heart. And God looks at the heart. And with the heart, man believes. With the heart, man receives. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And God works with what we say. And great things happen. Are you at least a little bit more excited. About submission. And willingness. And obedience. Then you are good. Good. Because I'm talking about you getting that new house. I'm talking about. I'm talking about you getting that better job. And that better pay. I'm talking about your babies growing up and having a wonderful life. And finding the right one. And staying with them for 60 years. That's what I'm talking about. Getting in the right job. Getting in the right profession. And making it through those challenges that everybody's going to encounter. Along the way. But not jumping out. How many of some things take time? They take time to develop. And if you're starting over 50 times in life. You're not going to get there. That's right. Learn how to, you know, there's been a number of times I've been pressed and, and pulled in my spirit and went in the bedroom by myself and fell across the bed 
and, and, and ask the Lord, Lord, I'd, I'd like to leave. I'd like to do something else. I'm not talking about last week with you, but <coughs> I'm not. <coughs> Long time ago. Lord, basically I put in a request for a transfer. Lord, I, 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 want, I, don't want, I want to do something else. I want to do something else. I, I requested a transfer, and it came back. Denied. So now I got a choice. I said I got a choice. I'm either going to have my way and pitch my fit, do what I want to do and leave, or I'm going to submit to him and I'm going to submit to them. Oh, and looking back, Phyllis and I have talked about this before. We've, We've sat on the porch before with tears in our eyes thinking, oh, thank you, God that we didn't miss it at those junctures. Because, man, you you felt like you were that close to just, you know, being being disobedient. Oh, you sure felt like it. You sure wanted to be. Everybody's going to have a time like that. But by the grace of God, we stuck, we stayed, and I mean right after that promotion. Right after that blessing. Well, it's no coincidence. The enemy knew that, and he's trying to get you to mess it up. That's right. Absolutely. He's doing his best to get you to mess it up. Right after you pass these tests of submission and obedience, blessing. It goes well with you. Favor. Hallelujah. Promotion. Can you say amen? Jesus said, I hadn't found such great faith. No, not in all Israel. Hallelujah. Faith, great faith, is inseparable from a submissive, humble, obedient heart. Is it going to go well with you if you don't have faith in life? No, it's not. Which is why we need to learn submission and respect. Our faith is tied to it. Stand on your feet, everybody.